following segment is a reading from John French's installment of the Horus Heresy, Slaves to Darkness. The book takes place within the setting of Warhammer 40,000 during an intergalactic civil war known as the Horus Heresy, in which living gods known as Primarchs and their sons wage war against each other for the fate of mankind. In Slaves to Darkness, Warmaster Horus Lupercal calls upon his brothers to rally and support him after he is severely wounded in combat against the Loyalists. But this is not as easy as it might seem. Of his Primarch brothers, two of them have been corrupted by the powers of the warp and have been turned into uncontrollable demons. We follow the Primarch Perturabo and his sons the Iron Warriors in their quest to take back the uncontrollable demon Primarch Angron and his children, the World Eaters. Angron struck the summit of the hill as the Iron Warriors scattered. Steam poured into the air as the mud flashed to dust and then to glass. The demon Primarch rose, his movement a blur, the roar from his mouth shuddering through Argonus's flesh. He had asked Perturabo about this moment, about how he could deal with the creature that his brother had become. As all conquest begins. With his weakness, Perturabo replied, giving no other answer. On the summit of the hill, with the firewind of Angron's presence beating against his body and mind, Argonus could see no weakness in what the Primarch had become. Perturabo stood inside the ring of his iron circle. The hammer, Forgebreaker, hung in his left hand, its head alight with cold lightning. The automata had turned so their shields faced in, forming a circle around the two Primarchs. Beyond them, down the flanks of the hill, the walls of the Iron Warriors' formation had driven through the World Eaters. Volleys of bolt rounds had ripped holes in the tide of howling legionnaires. Tanks had plowed through them, crushing bodies. Shield-bearers had followed in their wake, forming new lines of blood-streaked plasteel. It was no longer a defense. It was strangulation. Channeled, even though as they killed, the world eaters were now cut into pockets, contained. It would not hold, though. This is madness, shouted Argonus. It was always madness, voice of Horus, said Forix, the words edged with a cold chuckle. <laughs> now it is just visible madness. On the hilltop, Angron reared to charge at Perturabo. Fire, said Perturabo. The iron circle obeyed. Fist-sized rounds tore into the demon Primarch. Explosions shattered against the brass armor. Chunks of flesh and blood tore free, foaming into black ectoplasm as they fell. More units began to fire. Angron roared, his wings snapping wide as missiles and las blasts tore them to tatters. The volume of fire was blinding, a lattice of angry light against the storm clouds. Angron came forwards, muscles pushing his form against the fire. Ikor drooled from his gaping wounds. Smoke and ashes shook from him. His flesh was remaking itself even as it was torn from him, swelling him so that he loomed above the crest of the hill, shivering with rage, radiating pain. For an instant, Argonus thought the creature would fall. Then he seemed to shrink. Wounds closed, armor glowed white and filled into bullet holes. A high ringing noise filled Argonus's head, blotting out the sound of gunfire and the roll of thunder. He could feel nothing else, just 
pain boring into the meat of his soul and burning down his nerves. And he knew that it would go on forever unless he stood, unless he poured into the world as rage and let it coat his hands red. The deluge of fire intensified, but Angron had taken a step forwards, and the blasts and shots were vanishing from the shadow of his shape. The demon that had been a Primarch charged. Space folded as he moved. Features dissolved in a blur, his wings were slices of fast-moving shadow, his strides a flicker. The storm dragged after him, lightning arced down, spearing through warriors and war machines. A tank exploded, its ammunition and fuel cooking off and punching its turret up into the air. A cluster of world eaters became ash as power arced through them. Blood cooked and rose in charring globules. Argonus watched, unable to move, unable to turn his mind to action. This was not simply a creature of destruction. It was a force of annihilation that was not meant to share the same realm as mortals. What follows is an epic duel between two godlike figures. A frenzied berserker with no goal past wanton bloodshed and a cold strategist willing to see his sons killed off to see his goals met. You may read about what follows in Slaves to Darkness, available on Amazon or BlackLibrary.com. Warhammer 40,000 is one of my favorite fictional settings, and I'm sure many looking for a dark science fantasy setting will enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening.